0: Uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it, though. Um, so right now we're going to do power rankings. And I think the big thing to note is that power rankings is different than standings, right? Like yeah. a team is higher in the power rankings. Like a team like the Nets would probably be higher in your power rankings than they'd be in your Eastern Conference standings because of the continuity thing. So well, let's get right into it. I think we'll both have the same team for our number one in the power rankings uh, you got the L.A. Lakers. You yeah, have to have the LA it's gotta Lakers. It's got to be the
1: Lakers. I mean, there's I don't know. There's no one else that really can, in my opinion. There's no one else who comes close. They're like I think Brooklyn will be a good contender. Um, and I think like like Clippers will give them a good series, but I just don't think that I can't see anyone beating them right now. Lakers added two solid pieces to their team, um, but I
0: think there's a case to be made for the number two team on my power rankings, who I put as the L.A. Clippers. When you look at some of their issues last season, you saw a lot of issues related to their chemistry. And I think they said that Paul George and Kawhi only played like 35 games together last season. Yeah, This year, they're both healthy. They're playing in preseason. I think they've got that chip on their shoulder, and they're ready to actually put this thing together. They added Serge Ibaka, who's a plus in the locker room, and will in my opinion, be better in crunch time than Montrez. You literally couldn't play Montrez in crunch time because he was so bad on Jokic on defense. And that same problem is going to apply to the Lakers if they were even to match up against AD. So I think that adding Serge Ibaka was actually a huge plus. And in my opinion, a guy like Montrez isn't going to play in crunch time for the Lakers anyway. So when you look at how they added Montrez, they added Schroeder, they lost Rondo. I think they stay at about the same level that they were last year. And that's why they're still number one is they're basically the same team. They've still got their two best guys and their crunch time lineup is gonna probably be pretty similar, except you switch Schroeder and Ronda, which I think is a fine um sort of thing to switch up. Yeah. But I think the Lake I think the Clippers can give them a good challenge. What's where where are the Lakers um are they that much higher than the Clippers in your opinion?
1: I I mean I think like if if they were to play each other right now in a seven game series I'd say Lakers probably take it in five or six. Um seven months from now or whenever the the playoffs start I still think like it's 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 not going to be a sweep or anything like that. It's, it's it'll be a it could be a long series. I could see it going seven, but at the end of the day like there won't be really a doubt in my mind that the Lakers will win that series. I think that right now people are just They've forgotten about Kawhi Leonard. They're they're underrating Kawhi Leonard, and we we all know that Kawhi Leonard. He, what he does is when when no one no, when no one expects Kawhi Leonard to ball out, he goes out and balls out. The one reason why I don't think he'll win the championship this year is because he's he's it seems like he's only made to stop three peats. He'll let the Lakers take this one. All right, LeBron, you can have your ring, but next year he's gonna stop the three peat. Um, that's kind of like my early prediction. But yeah, I mean, it's still it's still the Clippers. There's, there's still my there, there's they're still my two seed and Paul George's been talking a lot. I mean he's saying he's got his old trainer back and he's going like that that he had when he was going for the for his MVP season. If he if So do you have
0: the Clippers then at your number two yeah, spot be, then? Yeah, Did two, you say? Yeah. Uh, who do you have at, at number three? Uh, number
1: three is the team that I give the second best chance of winning an NBA championship to, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. But I got it comes with an asterisk because if Kevin Durant is the same Kevin Durant that we watched in the Golden State Warriors a few years ago, that team automatically moves to number one for me. And I think not, and the Nets win. If, if Kevin Durant is just as good as he was a few years ago, I don't think he will be, though. That's why they're at three for me.
0: I, I think he'll be, like, 90 percent of what he was he'll give you what he did on offense but i think the one reason i also have the nets at three and one reason why is because i think their defense isn't going to be that good and when you look at most championship teams you need a top five offense and top five defense the nets are going to have the best offense no question they've got the two best offensive players arguably in the nba so when you put those two together their iso plays alone as long as you know who knows what's going to happen with james Harden? i don't think a trade's going to happen where they're going to break up Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Because financially, that's the only way they could actually really get Harden. So uh, assuming Harden's not on the Nets, I still think that, like you said, if you get 100% KD, you've got the best player in the world. And so you have a shot against the Lakers and the Clippers. You're probably the best team. But assuming he's like 90% of himself, Kyrie came off of surgery too. And there's no chemistry on this team. They've got like a million coaches. I don't know what yeah, the it hell like is every going on in that front coaching. office. Like. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that front office. I'm kind of concerned about just there. It seems like there's too many cooks in the kitchen
1: yeah. in
0: the front office. And that kind of worries me. And, and a funny thing is if you look at their, um, who they have as their like head coach, right? You have Steven Ashley, never won a championship. You have Amari Sotomayor, right? Who I don't think you won no. a championship either. So they got uh, an interesting cast of and characters Mike D'Antoni. up there. never won. Mike D'Antoni too, who's never won. Blew a three, two lead. I think, um, uh, the closest he did get was – would have been that Houston run, right? Or would have – they made it to yeah. the Western Conference Finals and with Steve Nash, though, too, I think, right? So that's, like, about as far as he got. So I don't know. I just – I believe in the Nets. I think they've got potentially the best player in the world. But at the same time, it's hard to fully invest
1: yourself into this team. So that's why I think they sit at three. It felt like they were trying to get – as far as the coaching goes, it felt like they were trying to get the, the old band back together from the Phoenix Suns days. Back when uh, Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash and the uh, the Amari Stoudemire like that that was kind of like they're trying to get all that crew back together and try to win an NBA championship as coaches, which I thought was pretty interesting because that was a really good team. Um, well, the the Suns were really good back then in like 2006, 2007 when Steve Nash was winning his MVPs. Um, and that's kind of my main concern, I guess, would be Steve Nash as the head coach because I just don't know how much Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, especially. I think Kevin Durant will, will respect him, but I'm not sure how much Kyrie Irving will will respect um, Steve Nash as the head coach. The reason why I say KD will respect him is because we saw how he respected uh, Steve Kerr. He's kind of let – I mean, I think Kevin Durant, he doesn't really have like a big – I mean, he has a big ego, but I don't think like he gets in the way of his relationships with coaches especially. Well, it hasn't in his past. Um, just the whole Russell Westbrook thing, I guess, kind of got in that way
0: this team has two sides and i think it's completely dependent on Kyrie. The first side is like 2018 Kyrie who uh pushes his way out of Cleveland and then uh doesn't really contribute that. Like he obviously contributed in Boston but doesn't get them to the promised land. Yeah. Then you have 2016 Kyrie who is probably one of the best players in the world, one of the the clutchest players oh, in the sure. NBA. It's the biggest one of the biggest shots in NBA history. Yeah. Definitely the biggest shot in the finals in his career. So To me, what I'm seeing from Kyrie already is, you know, he's not speaking to the media. This guy's going to get fined on the daily every time he doesn't show up to the podium. So I don't know what's going on with Kyrie. I think that there's a lot of weird personalities in this locker room that could lead to um, something getting destroyed. And this team's either going to go on to win the title or they're going to explode in some... Crazy way. Either way though, I'm hyped to see what they do. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching that first game 100. percent so excited on December 22nd, them against the Warriors. That's gonna be uh, an amazing series. But let's move on from the Nets because we can talk about them for hours. But who do you have number four on your power rankings? List? Uh, number
1: four is a tough spot for me. I uh, like it's hard not to put the Milwaukee Bucks here because of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's I think like he he's gonna have an MVP type season. I think he'll deserve right. the MVP at the end of the year. And the Milwaukee Bucks, man, I mean, they're due for a long – or I, I mean, they're due for a finals appearance, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, they had that – They also added Drew Holiday, yeah, too, right they, on
0: top of that. So, they're, they're a better they're team better than, than last year, year.
1: That's for sure. And also, I mean, the way that it's been going, they had a tough series against Miami last year. They had – I mean, the, the Toronto Raptors just seemed to just overnight figure out how to beat the Milwaukee Bucks – Two years ago, I mean, it seemed like Milwaukee had that series. They went up 2-0 going back to to Toronto or whatever, and and just boom overnight, the Toronto Raptors had figured out how to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. So somehow they didn't win that one, and it's and,
0: and that game three went to double yeah. overtime too. They they had chances to win that game, and luckily Toronto hung in there because if you lose game
1: three, that series is GG. over in five. Yeah,
0: that series is done in five. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it feels like it's about it's about time the Milwaukee Bucks don't really. I guess, crumble or choke in the playoffs. And for that reason, that's why I got him at number four right now, ahead of teams like the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. It's actually hilarious because I have the Bucks at number four as well, and
0: it's the same reason. Um, Like, they have a perennial superstar in Giannis, and then they added Drew Holiday, who's gives them a good two-way basketball player. And losing Bledsoe is – addition by subtraction because he's just not that good. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, He was terrible in the playoffs every year. He, he doesn't have like a, a standalone game where he dominated. He just yeah. wasn't that good. He got dominated by Terry Rozier. If you remember when, Uh, I don't know what year that was, that was a, few must years a couple ago, of years yeah. back. That was a few years back. Yeah. But in the playoffs, they got dominated by that Boston team. Um, That would have been 2017. I think when they went to the Eastern conference finals. So to me, it just seems like um, the Bucks are better than the, would it have been 2018? Yeah, yeah, that was the that was, 2017 was the bronze. Twenty seventeen was the Isaiah yeah, Thomas right. playoffs. Yeah, you're right. All right, but yeah. Anyway, the 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 Bucks have grown a lot since then and have put together a team that I think, um, if Middleton's the same as he was, if Drew Holiday's still what he was, you know, last year two seasons ago, on top of Giannis, I think that team is going to be amazing. I don't think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I still think the Nets are better and arguably the Heat are better too who um, transitioning is my number five pick actually in my power rankings. It's funny that they sit at five considering they went to the finals actually or yeah. the best team in the East and they could be better next season than they were if I think they will be. guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero develop, which we expect them to. Bam bio is going to continue oh to get God, better. Yeah. He just won most improved player. Like, There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a better player than he was last year so who do you have at number five this is
1: the first part where we got like a little bit of a difference in our rankings i went i went with the denver nuggets because they're gonna get i think like like the miami heat they're gonna get much better um and i think i'm a big believer in jamal murray i'm a huge believer in jamal murray i've been saying it since i guess last year around this time i was saying jamal murray he's one of the clutch players in the nba i think he's a top 10 clutch player in the nba i mean the way he played in the playoffs and then of course Nikola Jokic as well this guy still gets better every single year Jokic gets better and the thing with the nuggets is they're they're a clutch team you know in, in the regular season they they kind of reminded me a bit of the Toronto Raptors a few years ago how the Raptors would always get a lot of wins in the regular season but crumble in the playoffs the Denver Nuggets they haven't gotten they haven't they've never gone farther than the Raptors ever got but the reason why they lost wasn't because the but they <laughs> choked a few of those years. The, the The Nuggets they're kind of remind me of those Raptors. There's a lot different numbers in that. The the Tufts a few years ago. There was no choking in there. That team and and then against the Lakers what are you gonna do, right? But the 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 Nuggets and the Denver Nuggets and I'm very excited to see what how Michael Porter Jr. can develop. Bowl, bowl. is an exciting team, in my opinion.
0: I have Denver at six. And yeah. the only reason why is when they match up against Miami. And this is how I think of my power rankings. is I put them head-to-head and think, in a seven-game series, which team would win? That's how I decide between an East and West team. And in my yeah. opinion, you look at is Jimmy Miami? Butler, dropped a 40-point. Yeah, he dropped a 40-point triple-double in the finals. Bam had a bio. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I think that's – I would roll with that crew over the Denver Nuggets crew. And My only reason why is because Denver's great at an offense and in the clutch situations, it, yeah. but they give it back on defense. That's the issue I have with them. Yeah. The loss of Grant isn't a big issue to me. I, I think that no. Jamal Murray Michael Porter Jr. are going to easily cover that, and it's actually a good thing he's gone because – now mpj can move into that starting lineup and can really showcase what he's all about so there's a huge chance denver um with your with your pick like could slide all the way up to three four in these rankings just considering the potential of a guy like michael porter jr we know jamal murray is going to step up but my question with the nuggets is their ceilings kind of dependent on a third guy who can help them step up so I'm still not fully sold on Jamal Murray, and I'm definitely not sold on
1: MPJ just yet. Okay. Yeah. See, I, that, that's, I think we disagree with uh, Jamal Murray. Like, I'm completely sold on this guy. Like, I've, there's, like, there's literally no doubt in my mind that this man is going to, he's, he's going to be putting up like 25, 30 a night in a few years from now. Um, like, that's just the way I see it. Maybe it's because he's Canadian. I'm just biased toward him, but. I don't know. I feel like I've been I'm Canadian too.
0: I picked him for MIP too.
1: <laughs> I picked him for MIP. I think
0: he will average 25. I just question yeah. in a playoff series if he's better than like, if you look at like Jimmy Butler and Bam versus I think he's better than um, than him and yet. Jokic, like I like I don't know if he's I think that I'd take Bam and and Jimmy right now like today over those two, but you know, who knows, like, Jimmy yeah. Butler's older, he's injury-prone. So that team has some questions, too. Like, who knows if Duncan Robinson will be as confident as he was last year. I'm a believer in him. And I believe in Tyler Hero. He's a baller, too. Like, I think he could take a, a bigger step than Michael Porter Jr. could this year. He gives me these, like, Devin Booker vibes. I, I don't know. He just seems like such a great player to me. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, the one thing, like, okay, first of all, like, they eat they're, their six-hour rankings. I, I think they're definitely going to get better this year. Like, as far as I think their players are going to get better, like, I don't it to game the finals this year, but I think the team's gonna be better last year. Uh, thing with Tyler Hero, he's a great basketball player, but it's I don't I don't understand why he why the Miami Heat are treating him as if he's like an untouchable who you can't trade for James Harden. Like I I mean I guess like the the it won't fit, like I guess like maybe it won't fit, but it's fucking James Harden, Tyler Hero. They're the treating Tyler Hero like he's just like perennial superstar. Who's an untouchable? I I just don't understand that. That's like the, one, the one. He might he
0: might be overrated right now.
1: I like, think he is hundred percent in terms
0: of just value. It's it feels like I'm overrating him. At least I'm aware that I am though because Miami they seem a little delusional in that front office. Like if you have a chance to get James Harden, he's one of the top like seven, like probably even top five best players in the NBA, and you got two years of him. Like yeah. put him with Jimmy Butler and and maybe Bam. I don't know how the salary would work there, but. Maybe you can put all three of them together. That team is the best in the Eastern Conference. No question. No debate. I just, like, oh, my God. Like, why not do that? You, you've got this timeline on Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You signed him. Obviously, you want to win now. So, why not just just throw away some assets and, and get him back? I don't know. But who do you have at number seven in your power rankings?
1: I got to go with uh, the Boston Celtics at number seven. Like the Miami Heat, like the Denver Nuggets, they've gotten better this year because of their young talent, their young teams. First of all, I'd like to just quickly mention that we've got a lot of young teams in our, like, top seven out here. Like, the Nuggets, that's still a young team. The Miami Heat, outside of Jimmy Butler, that's still a very young team in the Boston Celtics as well. Jason Tatum, he's going to take that next step. We might we might be talking about a top ten player in the NBA in, in a few months from now, Jason Tatum. Um, and I, and I, I got to respect Kemba Walker. Huge shout-out to Kemba Walker because – what well, he sacrificed um joining the Boston Celtics. He went from putting up like 25 point, 28 points a game in Charlotte to like just about 20 points a game. He sacrificed a lot, but he did his role so well in Boston. He was a massive piece on why they're able to beat the Toronto Raptors. Make it a make it a close series against Miami. He was six games. Um, but yeah, I mean, big shout out to Kevin Walker.
0: We have another uh, sort of separation. I had Boston at eight. And I like what you said about them. Like Tatum, I think he's going to take an MVP-level step this year and at least be in talks about being an MVP-caliber player. I think, like you said, Jalen Brown gets better. The loss of Gordon Hayward isn't as big as people think. He barely even played. He just was always injured, unfortunately. This team without Gordon Hayward was better than they were with him because it was one of those too-many-cooks-in-the-kitchen sort of situations, like I said previously. And, yeah, I put them at number eight. But the team I think you're sleeping on, and maybe this is crazy, but I said Golden State at number seven. I'm a big sleeper on Golden State. I'm not going to lie. And the reason I put them at number seven is because if you, like, match them up like I did with Boston, you're telling me that Tatum, Brown, Kemba are going to beat Steph Curry, Draymond, and a bunch of other meh guys? Like, I don't know. I just think you've got that superstar in Steph Curry. And I just think – I just think he – alone, gives enough respect to this team because yeah. they got an MVP on their team. And I just think that's enough. Just like with the Rockets, if if we knew James Howard would be there, they'd be a lot higher in my rankings than they are. Yeah. But unfortunately, who knows where he's going to be. So for me, I think the Warriors are underrated when you look at their cast of characters. Maybe Draymond isn't as good as he would be next to a guy like Clay Thompson, but yeah. I think he's still an all-star. And I think Andrew Wiggins has a little bit to prove Kelly Oubre is a decent player. James Wiseman, like they've got some good guys put next to Steph Curry. The question is the fit, right? Is like, can Andrew Wiggins be consistent? That's kind of the big question for this team. How much can they get out of James Wiseman, too? The loss of Clay is a big issue for them. So they're going to need more offense. And that's where I think James Wiseman might be able to help them.
1: Yeah, I got and goal- now they have
0: a competent center, too.
1: Yeah, I got Golden State way lower than you. Like, like I just don't think it is, bro pissed off about of the, of the, the clay thompson injury because this was a year we were gonna have like everyone was gonna be healthy in the nba man like all all these big superstars that were all coming back this year and we were gonna have the big three golden state warriors that three-headed monster that tore the nba for years in in, in, uh, in san francisco we were gonna have all that and Klay thompson goes and get hurt and i just don't trust stephen curry i just don't trust jaymond it almost seems like Clay Thompson is like the, he's he's the glue. He was sort of like the glue piece to the Golden State Warriors. The, I, Steph Curry still going to put up big numbers. I just don't know, like in in a big playoff series, if he'll be able to hold his own because we've seen Steph Curry have some. He, he's struggled in in big in big moments, uh, Thompson. But I mean, like I don't know, I just, Thompson. He's 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 the glue. He's the clay of the team. You know, I don't trust. I agree with anymore. that. I
0: definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I guess I have a question for you: Is is this the end of the Warriors' era? Because Clay's not going to be as good yeah. as he was before. Now with not a, let alone an ACL injury, but now an Achilles injury, like yeah. he's not going to be the same guy defensively. Like, is this team? Is this the end of the Big Three era of Golden State? That no, five year run.
1: And it, it hurts. me. It, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's one of those things where it's like I hated that team for so many years. I couldn't stand that team. But now that they're gone, it's me like too. fuck, bro. Same as Kevin Durant. I want them back. Kevin Durant, I hated yeah. the man for four years. I like I why, he ruined my he ruined my NBA watching experience for my entire high school life. But now I miss him. Now I want him to succeed, even though I couldn't stand him and I resented him and I, I, I cheered when he got hurt against the Raptors. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, this karma, bitch. What's up? And then now I miss him and I feel bad now. It's like shit. You know, it's, it's you gotta appreciate these things before they before. Before it's over, same as the Lakers right now. Like I, I can't, I don't like the Lakers, but I know that when LeBron retires and AD moves on, it's gonna be like shit. I missed that Laker team, you know what I mean? And so yeah, Golden State, I, I, I don't see another championship if that's what you're asking.
0: Yeah, I would like to see them make a move for James Harden or just try and yeah. pick up someone That'd be because cool, Harden on that team. Why not you know? package like yeah? Why not package like Wiggins, Ubrey Wiseman? Throw a few picks in there. See if that's enough to get Harden. I don't think it is when you look at what they're asking for. There was a, a report that they were asking for Ben Simmons and three first round picks. Yeah, I mean for James Harden, which I is the right price. It's a fair yeah, price to ask for James Harden, but I don't know if the market's really there, you know, for him. Like no one's gonna be able to offer anything close to that. Like there's no team that's gonna be able to offer a Ben Simmons caliber player plus picks. Feels yeah. like it's in Philly's hands. So maybe that trade wouldn't work in terms of with the Warriors, so yeah, I think it's the end, too. It feels like it. It really does. Like, they haven't – now it's going to be two seasons in a row where they won't win the title or it won't even be to, – to be fair, they won't even be that much of a contender, yeah. you know? So it's kind of unfortunate, but let's move on. We can talk about them all day. Who do you have at number eight, then?
1: At number eight, uh, this, this is a toss-up between Portland and Dallas. I'm going to lean toward the Dallas Mavericks because I'm betting on – um well, first of all, okay, you know what? Never mind it, because Portland, I think, will finish above Dallas in the standings. That's kind of why I had them pretty high, because I think Portland's going to do really good in the regular season. But the playoffs, I don't trust Damien Lillard after the first round. And the Dallas Mavericks, I, I mean, we've, we've only seen one round out of Porzingis and Luka, but I think that one round's enough. That's enough for me. That's enough for me. I, like, Luka Doncic, he's certified. He's an MVP candidate. Kristaps Porzingis, like, that duo might be the most slept-on duo. The scenes out of my head of watching Kristaps Porzingis back on the on the Knicks a few years ago, and even on the on the on the Mavericks last year, he can light teams up. He 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 can drain threes, can get inside, he can do it all. I'm hyped for this team.
0: I'm not as high as the Mavericks as you are. I had them at 11, and I love Luka Doncic. I do, but I'm more worried about Porzingis being healthy, and I can't bet on him being healthy. In the playoffs, like there's a 50-50 chance he's just not there. And if he's not there, year. they're not winning. He got hurt last year. So for me, that automatically just just takes them down. Fully healthy, there's no question that they're top 10. Yeah, I actually would have had them at nine. But instead, they slid below a couple teams that I have above them, which would be Portland and Philly, which are round out my top 10 since I had Boston at eight. So for me, I just think Luke is amazing. In and of himself, he's an MVP. But it feels like he doesn't have enough help there in terms of like guys around him. I don't even know who's really on that team anymore besides him and Porzingis. The rest of the guys are kind of just mediocre role players. I think they need a third guy who can give them some defense too because once again they're another team that gives it back on defense. Yeah. And that's kind of an issue when you're in your power rank is when you're trying to be a title contender.
1: Yeah, I think they need a good like maybe another two guard. And I think they need they need another guard. I can play good defense because Luka Doncic, he's not that good at all. Um, but, yeah, and speaking of uh, Philadelphia and around on my top ten, I go Portland above Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, like, I like the way Philadelphia's built. I think they're better than they were last year. They got some shooters around Ben Simmons, which is big. That could turn into something. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia makes it into the conference finals because if they can get shooters around Ben Simmons and he got that beast since st- he put up thirty a game in the playoffs. He did get swept. He had no help. Like there's no. He put up thirty a game, thirty points, thirty points. Look like at what the Portland Trailblazers above Philadelphia because of Damian Lillard and because of how they got healthy Nurkic and they got CJ McCollum in the big games in the playoffs. And Portland's going to be exciting this year for sure.
0: I'm excited to see Portland too. Finally, fully healthy. Um, I like what you said about Damian Lillard because he seems like he's overrated in terms of his clutch play, right? He hits a yeah. few like game winners, series winners, but beyond the first round, he tends to get shut down. We saw him get shut down against Drew Holiday. We saw him get shut down um a lot in the past. Against the Warriors, it seems like he never really shows up in those series. Yeah. I know he was hurt, um whatever it was, in 2019 when they played in the, the conference finals, but the end of the day, I think Damian Lillard is still um, a superstar caliber player. Yeah, and that's why easy. I ended up sliding them ahead of Philly. I still think Philly's interesting. I just don't trust them in the clutch. I don't really know who they go to at the end of a game. Like, you just give it down to MB down low. They double-team him. And then the question is, can you trust, like, Seth Curry and Danny Green and Tobias Harris to hit those clutch shots for you down yeah. the stretch? Because you're not going to really be giving the ball to Ben Simmons when you need a jump shot or when you – have, like, three seconds left in the game. Can't really give it to Embiid either because he's going to get double team, triple team. So you're going to have to trust, like, Seth Curry to hit big threes and Danny Green to hit big threes. But I do like the spacing better than last season.
1: Oh, for sure. And like
0: you said, they just got eliminated in the first round. They didn't have any chance. This year, they got a chance to get out of the East. They have a chance, at least. I don't think they will, but I think they have – a puncher's chance. They match up against the right teams in the first round, second round to at least make it interesting against the team in the third round. I don't see that happening. They're going to have
1: to get on a roll. Like
0: with, with, with Joel Embiid, they have a shot. because Right. With him and Ben Simmons, they got a chance. They got two superstar caliber players. Is that
1: they, they were the closest team to being the Raptors two years ago. And it's a lot of the same players. They were younger back then too. Like I mean, Ben Simmons and and, and Embiid, you think that they've gotten better since that series. But if you remember that Toronto series, that that team went as Joel Embiid went. When Joel Embiid had a big game, the the 76ers won. I, and I distinctly remember that one game six or game five. I don't know when, when Joel Embiid was busting out the airplane, he was doing windmill dunks, and it seemed like Toronto just did not have an answer. That's a championship. Yeah, that was game. That was game. Yeah, for me. It's a champ- when the yeah, I was gonna say that's like the Raptors. That's a championship team right there that could not stop Joel Embiid. They had no answer when he's on a roll. But apparent, but unfortunately, I mean that's. And beat in the playoffs, he's an inconsistent player, injuries. Um, he gets caught up in his emotions and stuff like that. But when, when Joel Embiid is on, I mean, God, he, he's hard to guard. He's also not in the best of shape either. Yeah. You see at the end of, of games, he gets tired
0: and makes sometimes silly errors. And they have to rest him a lot, which led to a huge differential. Because when he sat out in that series against Toronto in those seven games, the team was like minus a hundred point differential when he was off with in like very few minutes that he was off. Like they were basically like getting roasted when he wasn't there because he brings it on both ends. That's the thing with Philly too, that they're a two way team, right? You've got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. These are two supreme defensive players and two really good offensive players too. And so I think that if Joel Embiid comes back in shape, you know, we thought he was an MVP caliber player two seasons ago. We thought maybe last year he could win it. He's always a guy that seems like, you know, people say like the next Shaq, stuff like that, but with yeah. the jump shot, you know, like he's got some serious talent. I think he just has to put it all together. Um, this Philly team, though, still intrigues me. Like, I think there's a small chance they could surprise
1: the world. Yeah, and, and we all thought that last year that the Al Horford trade or signing Al Horford would would, would mean that Joel Embiid now, but that was not the case because, God, he didn't do much. You know, they also like,
0: tried playing with the four, which which didn't really yeah. work. And luckily, they got we're Brett, Brett Brown too, which we didn't really discuss. So, I think that they've got right, a, yeah. a more interesting front office too. So they're a little more competent with their front office, right? With Daryl Morey and with Doc obviously with Doc Rivers too. This team's gonna be very a little, a lot better than last season. That's for sure. Yeah. But who do you have at number eleven?
1: I got it now. Like originally, I had Houston here but upon further review uh, I gotta put the Golden State Warriors here <laughs> like there's no <laughs> below the Houston Rockets right now which uh, I mean it's I, I don't know I, 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 man I, I'm so mad that Houston won a championship during that little window that it seemed like they had three three year stretch maybe four year stretch where I thought they had a chance I mean more than a chance intended, in my opinion um, but I mean yeah that that's that's over I, unless John Wall can ball out together. If we get that – if that prime, it's again, it's another big if, just like Kevin Durant. But if he comes back, 2017, 2016 John Wall. I mean, I was watching some of his highlights the other day. This, this guy does things that no other player in the NBA does. Like the types of passes he makes and, like, the layups he hits. No, like, no one does it. No one does it um and yeah i mean john wall for me though like he's one of those guys like i just remember like all my friends and stuff like we used to just practice the moves that he would that we would see him do in games and we just like be like like shooting around before school in the gym and we just like we try and do these 360 layups, like these bounce passing spinning passes and stuff like that and like there's not a lot of not a lot of other players in the league where you're trying to mimic their moves that they do um like like john wall he's just such a unique player yeah back in like 2015 2016
0: 2017, I think that was when he was at his peak. He was considered a top five point guard in the NBA without question. And like you said, his passing was amazing. He was the fastest player. Him and Westbrook were surprisingly they got traded for each other. They're very similar in terms of speed. Don't really have a jump shot. So when you replace him, I've heard that James Harden is not interested in playing with him, but he's at their practice currently. For me, I put the Rockets at 16 because I don't really know what they're going to be. My question is like what the hell is happening with James Harden? Because he's that team.
1: That's the big thing. Without yeah. him, they're
0: nothing. Yeah. In my opinion, without him, they're not. Without him, they're sixteenth, maybe Who's even it? lower. But right now. Their coach? Yeah. I, I think um whoever their assistant coach was just stepped up. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: I don't remember who it was, but I think it's just some some guy. I actually don't even know who he is, like a first time head coach. So I don't know. It feels like that team's sort of in the in the making, they're gonna in my opinion, I feel like they're going to trade hard and get some assets back and then they're going to try and work up John Wall's trade value, work up DeMarcus Cousins' trade value, and they're going to probably push into a rebuild around like Christian Wood and some yeah. other cats that they got over there. But for me, I'm, just, I'm interested in this team if they can stay together. I think, like you said, I think they're up there in terms of like 10, 11, 12 if they are going to keep all their pieces together. But it just doesn't seem like that to me. I have a... High inkling that they're just gonna break it up and kind of blow up that. They team.
1: remind me a lot of um, sorry to but I'm just gonna say they, they remind me a lot of with OKC Thunder what what the Thunder's position was in a few years ago after Kevin Durant left for a few years there when they yeah. had Paul George, yeah Carmelo Anthony, great players. Or they got yeah, one time they were really good players, but it just seems like they were like just like the Rockets, just a bunch of just players kind of thrown together. Christian Wood, Marcus Cousins. It, it just doesn't really feel like it's supposed to work I like, I don't know like it's 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 a playoff team it's a team that could they can they might, they might even win a round in the playoffs Um, but it just doesn't really feel like it's gonna work and um, yeah feels like they missed their chance yeah. right
0: 2017 2018 with Chris Paul were their two best shots at it and um, 2017 we understand why they didn't right injuries got in their way but 2018 was their own falling was, out, right? mean they, 2019, right? They were healthy.
1: 2019, that's when KD went down. Yeah, yeah 2019. 2018 yeah. was the
0: Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was their falling out right there, it was 2019. Unfortunately, right when they had their whole team, CP3 was healthy yeah. that year. and And unfortunately, they lost Game 6 and Game 7, which... Um, we're sorry they lost Game Six, and then that yeah. was it. That was the end of the series. Game Five and Game Six, when Katie got injured. So
1: wasn't there a thing with Harden? You eyes? lose all didn't that James Harden, like he had like a red eye, didn't he during that series?
0: I think I think Draymond poked him yeah. in the eye. Um, but that was they went down to yeah, low, and they bounced
1: back too, right yeah. in
0: that 2019 series. And then they bounced back, and then the and then Katie got injured in Game Five. They lost and that. Game. Thompson
1: went off and in Game Six, I think it was. It. Yeah, Clay Thompson
0: went off in Game Six, and I think. Um, which was the game where Curry dropped 30. Was that game six as well? He dropped 30 in the second half yeah, and game five or six. closed them out, basically. I think they both, like, blew – I think, uh, yeah, game six was when Curry dropped zero in the first half, 30 yeah. in the second half. And I just remember seeing him go ISO at the end of games and was just taking step-back threes over uh, P.J. Tucker's head, constantly hitting all of them. It was still a wild yeah, game, was... but, yeah, it feels like it's the end of the Rockets yeah.
1: to me. I, I just – quickly on that series, that was a series where – Klay Thompson, again, that's a prime example. I think it was in game five where he just kept hitting big shot after big shot. It was just ridiculous. And I think Draymond Green might have hit the dagger um, during those games. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's another example where it's time and time again during that Warriors dynasty, just touching on the Warriors again here, time and time again where nothing's working but Clay Thompson just steps up in those big games and he wins a team, a big game and clinches a series that, that they just, he's such an important role piece of that team. And it's just sad to see him go or be hurt.
0: So you have the Rockets at 12, right? And is that where you have them? So for me, 12 is an interesting team. I went with the Washington Wizards and this one I'm not certain about, you know, I I think that this team has a Uh high ceiling,
1: but a really low floor. Above Utah, what?
0: above Phoenix, above Utah, above Phoenix, above Toronto. I I just think that maybe this is me going crazy, but I think that in the East, there's a good possibility they could make a run. You know, maybe they won't be that good in the regular yeah. season, but one of the things I'm depending on for this pick is you got Westbrook, you got John Wall, or sorry, you got Bradley Beal. They're both healthy, but then on top of that, Bertozzi oh, yeah, takes baby. a step in the right direction. Rui Hachimura takes a step and in the right direction. Too. Thomas Bryant shows you why he's underrated as fuck. And, yeah, the new rookie they got, too. They've got some good pieces there. And I just love the the atmosphere that they got there. When you look at Westbrook coming oh, into yeah. this team, he's, like, super happy. You saw Bradley Beal showing videos of all the fucking boxes and gifts that he brought in. And I just like happy Westbrook. And I think he's become underrated the last few years. Like, he's going to average, like, 27 points yeah, per yeah. game. Next to a guy, like he's gonna average like 25 points per game. Next to a guy who's gonna average almost 30. Yeah. They're gonna combine for 55 points per game on a regular. And and to me, I think the good thing with Westbrook is that personality, what he brings every day. You know he's not gonna take a night yeah. off. You know, Washington is is destined for a lot of wins this year. And I think if they put themselves in the right position by playing well in the regular season and building some good chemistry, I see them being better than a team like the Jazz, like the Suns, like the Raptors. I think their ceiling is higher. But like I said, their floor is obviously a lot lower than these teams. Um, maybe the Suns are the only team that maybe, who I had at 13, um, they might have a really high ceiling as well if things play out with Booker developing into like an MVP type player and Chris Paul staying like he was last season. But Chris Paul is going into year 16. I don't think any point cards had more longevity than that. That's That's
1: just deep in his career, man. That's just deep. John Stockton, he was like leading the league in assists, some shit. I'm like, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, just like it's very rare for a point guard to have that much longevity. But Russell West I was early to practice. Now that I think about it, yo, know, Washington, they're nice. I'm just worried about defense. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, like last last year, they're the, the, them and the Atlanta Hawks, they could put up buckets, but like they'd be in games where it's like a hundred like they, they, would, they would put up like 135 points and still lose by just like at a certain point but I think Russell Westbrook can bring a lot of energy on the defensive end which, um, Bradley Beal though he is so bad at playing defense it's unbearable um, that's why I think he's a bit over 30 points a game and you're like wow this guy's really good but he he gets torched on a nightly basis he was like statistically one of the worst defenders in the league but I've they you got a really nice young core. Just like the Memphis Grizzlies, their young core is very underrated, in my opinion.
0: I think one thing you're forgetting is that Bradley Beal had nothing to play for the last couple of seasons. That is true. He's finally got a partner again, right? When, when he was with John Wall, when they were at the peak of their powers, they were actually a, a decent defensive team and a really good offensive team. And now we have the best Bradley Beal we've ever seen. Yeah. He's never been as good as he has been. And Westbrook is arguably better than John Wall. I mean, it's I probably pretty right close, now. but playoff – and then you got playoff Westbrook too, you know, which is a whole other story. But, you know, I just think uh, they're going to be an interesting team. I wanted to talk about them because I put five bucks on them to win the title because <laughs> okay. why not, right? I would win like – like, I win like 500 bucks. So I was like, why not just – yeah, yeah. why not give them some respect? I'm trying to talk them into being a <laughs> contender right now. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> try fair, and put my no. money where my mouth is but that would be smart, <laughs> but it yeah. might not work and... it does not. Work. so who do you have then uh number who do you got a number 12 then
1: bro uh-huh uh, i've already said houston it's i utah and phoenix i tr- like i'm not as big on at about phoenix as most people are i think i, mean, I think most people they kind of see like the, the ceiling being a second round exit for the suns i agree with that i think that's sort of their their floor is missing the playoffs, I guess, because there are nine really good teams in the West. One of them's gonna have to miss, um, but their ceilings definitely, you know, a a pretty good second round exit, like a six seven game series. Um, yeah, I'll I'll give you Phoenix and Utah right after that too. They're kind of like they're right next to each other, really. I think people are underrating Utah. They almost beat the Denver Nuggets, and they were into like Donna, But then again, I mean. Donovan Mitchell just went on a run that I don't think he's ever going to repeat.
0: He averaged thirty-seven like points a game points in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean,
1: what the heck was that? But yeah, they're kind of side by side. I'm leaning Phoenix. Um, I'm leading Phoenix because of John, uh, uh, Chris Paul. If Chris Paul can give the Suns not seventy-five uh, percent of what he give what he gave the Thunder last year, uh, Phoenix is in a good situation.
0: I also have in that mix, the 13, 14, 15, I got the Suns, Raptors, Jazz. Yeah, Raptors really I think the too, Raptors yeah. are underrated too because they got that top five. Defense potential as well, which
1: which they, at least makes them an interesting. They lost Abaka and Gasol. Interesting though, team, you
0: know? but but they don't. They lost Abaka, which was a big issue. Gasol didn't really play last year. He defense, like, I think he only I played mean, like twenty games. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's straight, yeah. Um, uh, he didn't really play in the playoffs either. He was kind of giving it back. He was looking he's a lost. little old. For. Lost, Abaka man. for sure was he's he's <laughs> washed, unfortunately. But Abaca was a huge loss. He's a a positive locker room guy, like. Like you said, they replaced him with Aaron Baines, which is not really close <laughs> to uh, like, a Totally game, different man. level players. They're just going to get posterized, unfortunately. So, yeah, the Raptors, they definitely took a step back from last year. The question, though, is like, how good can a guy like Siakam take his yeah. game to? Because we saw in the playoffs, he played horrendously. Yeah. That's just the facts. All Raptors fans saw it. Anytime you touched the ball and like, game six, game seven, I was like, just pass it, please. Don't don't dribble. Please just don't dribble. Every time he dribbled, I swear he turned it over. Yeah. So, uh he can't get worse than that, unfortunately. So I think that team will be better in the playoffs because I think Siakam will will take that all the yeah. hard and play a little He's better. Not gonna be that bad I like what you said about the Jazz, but the Jazz, all I got is one thing to say. Donovan Mitchell needs more help. Gobert gave them all COVID too. So Yo. I don't know about that team. I think there's I think there's <laughs> I think there's some some chemistry nice there. Team, I think that right? Gobert and John, Donovan Mitchell have some beef. I don't think they do I really anymore. Do. I don't like they did for a while there. I think, I think they got some beef. All right, mate. Yeah, maybe yeah I think the they scenes, still yeah.
1: do. But you don't think, maybe behind the scenes. But I, that, I
0: just don't. I just am not a huge believer, man. You don't think that um, the jazz.
1: like Donovich or Bogdanovich? One of those two guys. Um, they're on. The, it was yeah, Bogdanovich. Yeah, I, I think he's he suffered some injuries last year. Mike Connolly, I think they like Mitchell's got some good help, not enough help to win a championship. But I mean, it's not like he's this perennial superstar who expects like the best kind of help. Like, for for his talent, he's got, in my opinion, he's got a, a nice little supporting cast and a really good coach, too.
0: I think they got a nice team, but I, I still don't put them ahead of the Suns and yeah, Raptors because Her, I, I think that the ceiling of, of Devin Booker and, and them, and then they still got Siakam, Lowry Van Vleet. I just think that those two teams are just a little better. Um, I do like how the Jazz have continuity, though. They've kept the squad together. And if they don't have any of that beef, like I said, I I think they are interesting. They didn't have Bog Bojan Bogdanovich last year, right? And he was like a 20 – he was their, like, second-leading scorer, averaging like yeah. 20 a game, behind Donovan Mitchell. So they should, in theory, be better. And like you said, they took Denver – Seven games, they are up three one. a, a con- there, yeah. They were a Connolly three away, Yo, at the buzzer yeah, from winning that yeah. series. That shot was real close, and Donovan Mitchell was open on Speaking the right. Wing Connelly, too, so
1: he had he, he struggled a lot to begin last year, but he came on and he had a really he, he was he was he very good in the through. bubble. He really did come playoffs, through. playoff Mike Connolly. We hadn't seen him in a while, but what he used to do in, it, with the Memphis Grizzlies, just that toughness. That helped the Utah Jazz out a lot because he, I think Mike Conley, like he's always the underdog. I remember back to those Memphis Grizzlies, the those Grizzlies series, is, he was always the underdog. They was all, I think they went to the Western Conference Finals one year, one year, but it felt like it just always feels like Mike Conley is the underdog. Sort of like Marcus Gasol, and that's that's a big reason why the Raptors won the, a few years ago, and a big reason why it's a big it's a good pickup for the Lakers. I don't think Marcus Gasol is a good pickup for any team other than the Lakers, a team that can always use another veteran presence. If he doesn't play, just be a cheerleader and just help out the young guys. Um, Marcus Gasol is going to play a big role, I think, behind the scenes for the Lakers.
0: I don't think he'll play many yeah, minutes, neither, but, but like good. you said, yeah, he's he's just a positive yeah. a positive player to have in there. A good, uh, just a good player, and I, he can shoot threes. He might get some. He might get some reps out there. He's a good guy to match up against Jokic, and, yeah. Too like he he's got that big body. He's really good against the Embiid's and the Jokic's. He can still yeah. He's strapped those Embiid guys last Embiid, season. There was a game last last season. There was a game where Embiid scored zero points in the regular season game against <laughs> yeah, him. Against him, like him he up. and Gasol played that whole game. Gasol just clamped him up. He can do that still, no question. He just is not good against, like, an athletic, quicker, big. Like, a guy like Daniel Tice, believe it or not, was roasting him. in to the God. pick he's... and roll. Tice is underrated. He he's really is. He can good. shoot threes. He can shoot <laughs> mid-range jumpers. He hit, like, every shot he was I was like, I hate this guy. I was like, I hate this guy. That's the actually thing. So The good, thing but... is,
1: you're, like, it's the way he looks. That's literally, if people see what he's looked like, it's, like, kind of chubby. Like, I, I don't even know. He's chubby. He's,
0: he's like, a, he's not chubby, but he's, he's like, a tall m He does look like a
1: basketball player. You know what I mean? He just gets like more he, <laughs> no, he does the fucking his name's weird and shit. And he's so pasty. And he's just like He looks like that white guy in high school who's yeah. just tall
0: and is playing. I mean, he's not he's that
1: athletic or anything, but he like he's still like powered powered down a dunk. I don't know, he's just he's like he's sneaky good. Like low key. He's pretty nice, I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. low key. <laughs> he was beating Gasol. One on one on
0: one he was yeah. roasting Gasol. And it wasn't because he was playing in the post, it was because he was Pick and roll. The Raptors were playing zone, and he just Gasol was not great in, in the zone yeah. environment, I mean, unfortunately. But yeah, he's gonna be a great presence for for LA for sure. That kind of rounds out like
1: yeah, sort of all just, of
0: my picks. I, I didn't yeah. really.